I'm Joe, and this is an audio version of my report, Scheming AIs, Will AIs Fake Alignment During Training in Order to Get Power? I'm reading this report in sections. This is section 1.5 on Slack in training. Audio versions of the other sections are available on this podcast as well, and the series begins with an introductory section that includes a summary of the entire report, which covers most of the main points and technical terminology. I'm hoping this summary will provide much of the context necessary to understand individual sections of the report on their own. Section 1.5 on Slack in training. Before diving into an assessment of the arguments for expecting scheming, I also want to flag a factor that will come up repeatedly in what follows, namely the degree of, quote, slack that we should expect training to allow. By this, I mean something like, how much is the training process ruthlessly and relentlessly pressuring the model to perform in a manner that yields maximum reward versus shaping the model in a more, quote, relaxed way that leaves more room for less than maximally rewarded behavior? That is, in a low slack regime, quote, but that sort of model would be getting less reward than would be possible given its capabilities is a strong counterargument against training creating a model of the relevant kind, whereas in a high slack regime, it's not. So high slack regimes will generally involve greater uncertainty, uncertainty about the type of model you end up with, since models that get less than maximal reward are still in the running. Or, in more human terms, a low-slack regime is more like a hyper-intense financial firm that immediately fires any employees who fall behind in generating profits, and where you'd therefore expect surviving employees to be hyper-focused on generating profits, or perhaps hyper-focused on the profits that their supervisors think they're generating. Whereas a high-slack regime is more like a firm where employees can freely goof off, drink martinis at lunch, and pursue projects only vaguely related to the company's bottom line, and who only need to generate some amount of profit for the firm sometimes. Or at least, that's the broad distinction I'm trying to point at. Unfortunately, I don't have a great way of making it much more precise, and I think it's possible that thinking in these terms will ultimately be misleading. Slack matters here partly because, below, I'm going to make various arguments that appeal to possibly quite small differences in the amount of reward that different, model, different models will get. And the force of these arguments depends on how sensitive training is to these differences. But I also think it can inform our sense of what models to expect more generally. For example, I think Slack matters to the probability that training will create models that pursue proxy goals imperfectly correlated with reward on the training inputs. Thus, in a low Slack regime, it may be fairly unlikely for a model trained to help humans with science to end up pursuing a general, quote, curiosity drive in a manner that doesn't then motivate instrumental training gaming, because a model's pursuing its curiosity in training would sometimes deviate from maximally helping the humans with science. That said, Note that the degree of slack is conceptually distinct from the diversity and robust robustness of the efforts made in training to root out goal misgeneralization. Thus, for example, if you're rewarding a model when it gets gold coins, but you only ever show your model environments where the only gold things are coins, then a model that tries to get gold stuff in general will perform just as well as a model that gets gold coins in particular, regardless of how intensely training pressures the model to get maximum reward on these environments. E.g., a low-slack regime could in principle select either of these models, whereas a high-slack regime would leave more room for models that just get fewer gold coins, period. For example, models that sometimes pursue red things instead, or who waste lots of time thinking before they pursue their gold coins. In this sense, a low-slack regime doesn't speak all that strongly against misgeneralized non-training gamers. Rather, it speaks against models that aren't pursuing what I'll call a, quote, max-reward goal target, that is, a goal target very closely correlated with reward on the inputs the model in fact receives in training. The specified goal, by definition, is a max reward goal target, since it is the, quote, thing being rewarded, as is the reward process itself, whether optimized for terminally or instrumentally. 
But in principle, misgeneralized goals, e.g. gold stuff in general, could be max reward as well if you never show the model the inputs where the reward process would punish them. The thing that speaks against misgeneralized non-training gamers, though not decisively, is what I'll call mundane adversarial training. That is, showing the model a wide diversity of training inputs designed to differentiate between the specified goal and other misgeneralized goals. Thus, for example, if you show your get gold stuff in general model a situation where it's easier to get gold cupcakes than gold coins, then giving reward for gold coin getting will punish the misgeneralized goal. Finally, I think Slack may be a useful concept in understanding various biological analogies for ML training. Thus, for example, people sometimes analogize the human dopamine slash pleasure system to the reward process and note that many humans don't end up pursuing, quote, reward in this sense directly. For example, they would turn down the chance to, quote, wirehead in experience machines. I'll leave the question of whether this is a good analogy for another day, though note at the least that humans who, quote, wirehead in the sense would have been selected against by evolution. If we go with this analogy, though, then it seems worth noting that this sort of reward process, at least, plausibly leaves quite a bit of slack. E.g., many humans plausibly could get quite a bit more reward than they do, for example, by optimizing more directly for their own pleasure. But the reward process doesn't pressure them very hard to do so. Similarly, to the extent we analogize evolutionary selection to ML training, it seems to have left humans quite a bit of slack, at least thus far. That is, we could plausibly be performing much better by the lights of inclusive genetic fitness, Though if you imagine evolutionary selection persisting for much longer, one can imagine ending up with creatures that optimize for their inclusive genetic fitness much more actively. How much slack will there be in training? I'm not sure, and I think it will plausibly vary according to the stage of the training process. For example, naively, pre-training currently looks to me like a lower slack regime than RL fine-tuning. What's more, to the extent that, quote, slack ends up pointing at something real and important, I think it plausible that it will be a parameter that we can control for example, by training longer and on more data. Assuming we can control it, is it preferable to have less slack or more? Again, I'm not sure. Currently, though, I lean towards the view that less slack is preferable because less slack gives you higher confidence about what sort of model you end up with. Indeed, counting on slack to ensure alignment in particular smacks to me of wishful thinking, and in particular of counting on greater uncertainty about the model's goals to speak in favor of the specific goals you want it to have. Thus, for example, my sense is that some people acknowledge that the goals specified by our training process will be misaligned to some extent. For example, human raiders will sometimes reward dishonest, misleading, or manipulative responses, but they hope that our models learn learn unaligned policy regardless. But even granted that the slack in training allows this deviation from max reward behavior, why think that the deviation will land on an aligned policy in particular? There are possible answers here. For example, that an aligned policy like just be honest is in some sense simpler or more natural but I'm wary of wishful thinking here as well. My main point at present, though, is just that the degree of slack in training may be an important factor shaping our expectations about what sorts of models training will produce. Okay, that was section 1.5 of the audio version of the report. Audio versions of the other sections are also available on this podcast, Joe Carl Smith Audio. Thanks for listening.